Okay, welcome to another episode of Musician Rewind. I'm here today with Glenn Harrison, guitarist out of Jamaica, Queens, Michael Powell, bassist. I go way back with these two. And uh, like I start out every episode, I'm going to ask uh, Glenn. Glenn, I'm going to start with you first. Uh, was guitar your first instrument? Well, yeah, guitar was the first instrument I learned how to play. Um, I actually wanted to play the piano or the trumpet, uh-huh. <laughs> but it turns out um, I got I got a guitar for Christmas one year and I had asked for and my mom to get a piano. She was like, well, I can't afford that. So <laughs> she, right. she bought me the guitar and because she bought the guitar, I was determined to learn how to play it. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, guitar was my first instrument. Cool. Mike, was bass yours? Nah, back in the day when schools had music, which I really upset this. So I started on the clarinet. I went to a Rose okay. School, one thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. I was on I was in music class. I played the clarinet. From then, I started playing the drums. Then I met our drummer Chris Van Putten who on Sorry okay. to with us, and he told me he said, "Look, you're not going to play the drums because I'm better than you." So <laughs> that was the beginning and the end of my drum career. So from that. I started learning the bass, and my next door neighbor, Bobby Northley, played the bass. And he introduced me and started teaching me how to play the bass. And he even sold me my first bass player, bass guitar, I should say. Bobby and Bobby Northley. was very good. Um, it was Bobby Northley. And he had an interesting sound, which people noticed. He played with longer nails. And back mm-hmm. then, it was a sound similar to like the thumping, like um, Larry Graham played with um, right. the brothers Johnson. And I thought it was the nails. And I didn't find out later until I met another bass player named Marcus Miller who actually showed me how to do the thumb method. Right. Okay. So now Bobby Northley, he did he end up singing? Is that the same one? No, he he ended up singing with Kim? His brother. Oh, I okay. I'm talking about his yesterday, brother. His birthday was yesterday. Oh. Um, out of Virginia. And he does shows in Virginia. He plays the guitar and sings now. Right. I recognize the last name. Okay. So, okay. So let's move on now. How did y'all meet and become a band? Oh, you got me. Um, me and Chris, like I said, we play, and then Glenn got a guitar later on. But it was me, and Chris, and Wayne Jeffries. I think he talked to a prior, right? And then um, I think we got to keep. We got a, a horn. Tony Polite played with us, and I think maybe I'm not sure. Glenn. Maris that played, who's also deceased, also. Right, yeah, Mr. Pete's Greg, yep. And um, Marcus would come down sometime and with the keyboard and also. Um, he was also he playing more. sax. Yeah, sax, right. He was playing sax with Tony Polite. Right. And okay. I kind of got invited in. I don't know. It was Chris that invited me in. He was, I think y'all were in uh, your basement. And uh, right. he knew I had gotten a guitar and an amplifier, and he invited me down uh, to come with y'all. So it started out, it was just the four of us. And then after that, it was, uh, you know, like you said, um, Marcus would come through playing a horn, Tony. Um, and then uh, Greg Marius was around that same time. Right. You know. 
Interesting. Wow. So for those of us who are musicians, we know, in case y'all don't know, they talking about Marcus Miller. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting to hear his beginnings around the way. Um, so yeah, so okay. So y'all decided to form this band. And what was the name of the band? Uh, I believe it was called Visions. Visions. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that that had to be interesting. I, I guess like anybody starting the band, um, y'all just decided, okay, let's let's get together and and start playing. What? So, Mike, that I remember, that I remember, because I only got to come. There was always y'all were already rehearsing at your house. Okay. Did y'all rehearse any other? Was was you the only place y'all rehearsed? No, we re we rehearsed at um, Glenn Harrison's house and also Chris Van Putten's house also. Oh, okay. And also my garage. So that was definitely before me because I only remember <laughs> I only remember y'all in, in, in your basement. <laughs> so yeah, yes. we did quite a few rehearsals down there, and then. Um, we had some other contributors, Nikki Braddy, which I know Wayne was talking about him during that mm -hmm. interview. Um, he lived down there and uh, he was the one that first started coming through teaching us uh, 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 different songs. And um, I don't think he didn't, you know, after um, Wayne departed, um, Nikki stopped coming around. But I can't remember how we started picking up and learning on our own, but. Um, I know Chris was able to not only play the drums, but because he had keyboard lessons, he was mm -hmm. able to figure out a lot of the chords on the keyboard okay. and pass the information on. And, um, you know, we were picking up song after song like that. Wow. It was, it was you know, yeah, I, I guess we all started learning uh, how to play by ear, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's all I ever knew. <laughs> That's all I still do. <laughs> well, I had learned how to read a little bit because I was in the jazz brand when I went to Martin Van Buren. Oh, okay, you went to Martin, okay? Yeah, I went to Martin Van Buren and we had mm -hmm. a music jazz band and I learned there along with a, a guitar player, a lead guitar player from only from the group called Five Carrot Soul. His name was Steve. So uh, Martin? Steve. Martin, right? Yeah, I didn't know his last name. Last game? Martin, yep. Him and Barry. Uh -huh. Barry yeah, Barry. Barry Johnson, yeah. yeah. All right. So we was on the same jazz class, music jazz class at Van Buren. So I learned how to read then because you had to read to be in the jazz band and you know at school. Right. Wow. So okay, so when y'all when y'all were a band, what other bands was like from around the way that y'all actually check out? Because I know me, Ron, and Vic would come check y'all out um to pick up things. So who who like did y'all venture out and check out other bands? As, yeah, as we band? Uh, we I used to look at um Jeff's band was called um I can't think of the name now. Mother Mother Night, who Okay Mother Night. Um, Creative Funk. Creative Funk Funk Machine. Funk Machine, right. All um, those bands that were around the way. Right. I know some of the, the, the talent shows that we were in, it always seemed like five carat soul was always closing out everything. But you know, I mean they were like one of the hottest bands around. And see, that's that's the thing. I I knew of them later because meeting Barry Johnson and, and them later on, and I, and I used to see those old pictures of them five carat soul. So y'all actually got to be on shows with them. I never saw them. I, I, no, think, I, think, we played, I think we played two shows with them. Mm -hmm. I think it was one. I know it was at August Martin. I'm trying to think if the other one was was it 72 
or was it 45? But I do know that we did play, uh, I think they closed out two of the shows we played in. Also, another group called Funkhouse Express was from around Funkhouse Express, yeah, forgot about them. Um, right. I was kind of close with Ben Horn playing named Jeff, and they had another player named Maurice Wingate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we our name was, was full of musicians. They kind of kept us out of trouble, really, I believe. Right. Yeah. Kevin other- grew up there. He knows that. I mean, yeah, yeah. every block was a group. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and it was it was like we did two things in our neighborhood. It was play sports. Right. Or play music. Play music. <laughs> right. Yeah. So but we kind of came. I got to say me, Vic, and then we kind of came at the like at the end. So, I mean, y'all got to play. Did y'all play like LBs and, and those clubs that because at that time, Queens was was popping club wise. I don't know about LBs. Where's LBs L- at? LBs, um, I believe they used to be the club across from Creative Funk at their studio. Oh, Merrick. Like, Baisley, I think they were actually on Baisley right there next to um, Merrick. It was that big place. Okay. I always remember it. Um, oh, What's the other place? Cause I know Rich and them used to play there. Richard Ruaz and the band. Oh, right. yeah, Rich. <laughs> Did you ever yeah, work with play, them? We didn't play those clubs. Um, we did more, like, we did black parties. We did a uh, uh, couple of um, places, like, on the Polish Club, a club or um, something. Um, we went upstate right. a couple of times. Oh, yeah, Polish Hall. Right, right. Polish Hall, right. Hall, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, went upstate a couple of times. To, um, kids that was, um, I guess, in, like, a detention home. Mm-hmm. We went up there with the... Um, like Paul and them, the Sonics, Paul and Kim and David, who also rest in peace. Right, yeah. In fact, I think I, Kim. I remember them. Zeke also. So I um, remember them. And then they have wasn't they a tall dude, Frankie or somebody? Right, Frankie Cowan and also Alex Hay, Alex Hay. Alex, bit. right, was a keyboard player, right? Right. You know, so yeah. you know they they've been around. I mean, they was like our Jackson Five. Everybody knew about yeah, them. I I saw them one time at at August Martin, and okay. one of the shows that August Martin. And um, I just remember they had like an M on their, their clothes, but they ripped them off okay. and they turned into jumpsuits or something like that. Yeah, I, I thought that was so dope. I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, and so I'll be thinking about the talent that our neighborhood had. And then to see some of the pictures and go, yo, but I said, everybody were really kids, though. Yeah. And, yep. and playing like that. So, you know, a lot of times when you see the, maybe the people who got out there nationally and, uh, you know, five stair steps, Jackson 5 and stuff, and you go, yeah, but we had that talent in Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> For real. To, to, to remember seeing Kim and them and go, yo, but they was kids too. Yeah. See yep, the pictures yep. now. Uniforms, everything. Yep. Right? Had uniforms, choreography. Yeah, we were all young when we started doing this because, uh, you know, I was trying to put the timeline together. And it was like somewhere around, you know, the end of junior high school, seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, was when we were starting out doing that. Right. You know, and um, yeah, we were pretty young. And then we all had paper routes. We had to buy our own stuff. Nobody gave us nothing. That's that's right. right. You want to play? You can play. We got no money to be giving you nothing. So we all had paper routes. We had morning paper routes, the press, the you know, we all had all three, me, Chris, Glenn, Wayne, we all had paper routes at the same we time. We all had paper routes. 
That's yeah, I used to go up on Jamaica Avenue, look for gear. <laughs> right. <laughs> go down to Sam Ash or, you know, on 42nd Street or wherever that was and look for gear. 48th. Right. 48th. Hey, yeah. that, that in itself is a historic uh, story because, you know, that's no longer there. 48th Street is has been, all that history is gone. So for right. anybody, any musician who didn't get to go there, it's, that was like the Apollo of music stores. <laughs> Right, because like you see people playing in there. It was um, Sam right. and Manning. They were like right next Manny's, to right. the same block. Terminal, Alex. I actually right. bought my first pro set out of Terminal Music. Oh, okay. And um, that's I why I first guy told I, me I was in there playing Stairway to Heaven. He told me don't don't play that music store. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's funny. I met George Benson and Manny's. Get out of here. Me and Vic went. And you know the only thing we could have Vic went to buy picks. That was about it. <laughs> we go all in Manhattan and buy guitar picks. Right. right. Yep. <laughs> yep. But um, you know, Manny's their 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 history was throwing kids out of there because mm-hmm. even reading in the downbeat, I saw that George Benson used to go in there as a kid and get kicked out. Mm. <laughs> wow. And and West Montgomery told the workers in there and said, "Yo, that kid's gonna be famous one day." Mm. I saw that one of his interviews, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so that's that's a rite of passage getting kicked out of Manny's." Right okay, of <laughs> <laughs> they sure would days ago. Hey, y'all gonna buy anything? You know, mm. do we look so. like we're gonna buy? It? Right. Do we look <laughs> like we have money? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't my hat and play more money in the train than you did for the pit. Right. Yep. You used to buy picks and an e string because it was right. always popping. <laughs> but I mean that that all was part of that 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 great time of being at going to stores. I do remember. Do either of y'all remember there was a Rich took me to a store that was on Jamaica Avenue. They closed not too long after I went there. It was called Cless. Right. I remember right. Cless. Yep. Right. Because Rich Rich was like, "This is why you don't have to go to Manhattan." Right. They that was like a pro. Here. Right. They were like a pro store, mom and pop store. Right, right. And, um, I, go, I remember going and seeing acoustic amps and, and Rogers drums, and I was like, oh man, I was fascinated. You know? <laughs> Earth amps. <laughs> yeah, yep. Earth had that, that little plush on the top, right? That, that little plush, plush too was another one, right? Plush amps. Right, because I, again, like you said, Glenn, my stuff was Jamaica Avenue specials, <laughs> yep. as we called it. Like, I know Ron had a drum set like I had. It's like, yep, right, right out to the stores, yeah. don't you make out? <laughs> yeah, that's where all that stuff came from. I had a, what was that, a a, a Decca guitar. Mm-hmm. And I think I had a Vox amp <laughs> right out of them stores on mm-hmm. Jamaica Avenue. <laughs> well, it was all part. So, now, let me ask you, Glenn. You went to 72, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. What did you require to take music? Um... No, I wasn't. And I didn't oh. take music. I wish I had, but I didn't take music there. I don't know if it was the the class that we were in because me, Rich, Michael Williams, we were all in um in the same class in seventh grade and eighth grade, mm-hmm. and we never had music. Wow. Oh, I think they cut it out. Cause like I said, I had music in junior high school. Well, that's right. what he's talking school, about elementary school. school. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, 72. So I, when I went it. there, um, they wouldn't let you pick what you wanted to be in. And I ended up in orchestra, which okay. I had. Okay. You know, I was like, I'm not staying in here. <laughs> but I had picked the cello to play if I had to stay. 
Mm. But they they got me in band, which I mean, I love strings, but I ain't want to be playing cello. Because at the time, my thing was, hey, where am I going? Who am I going to play with playing cello in the band? You know, it's like that was the whole thing about about band. It was the same way when we got in band. It was all snare drum. I was like, this is not going to work because right. I can't get in the band with the snare drum. <laughs> See, your whole thing was you, you planning to get in the band and play. Right. And, you know, it's like what they were teaching you wasn't helpful. I mean, because that's what was going. It was like, it was all about being in the band around the way. I was like, what am I going to do with this? It's just snare drum. I was like, are you kidding me? Right. But, I mean, I, I stayed. But, um, yeah, man, to, to I, I got to say, I, I really appreciate it. I want to thank y'all, too, for putting us on our first ever gig. Oh. When, when me, Ronnie, and, and Vic was a band, I can't remember what we sound like. I just remember playing. You sound good, man. Isley Brothers. You know, you uh, know. I I remember that gig. Okay, first off, and I don't know, you know, I don't remember us putting y'all on your first ever gig. But that I was do it. Remember y'all being there and you coming out on them drums to start it off. And everybody, you know, yeah, you know, I, I know I heard you speak about this before. Yeah, you was a little guy. And, man, you were killing them drums that morning. And um, y'all were on the floor. We were on the stage that time. Right, right. That was the and first time you ever played in public. Hey, but your band had a really nice sound, man. Uh, it was it was incredible you know, how tight y'all were. You know, that was the thing that used to always impress me. Um, and I know that me, Mike, and Chris had that same type of connection. You know, that rhythm section was definitely, you know, it was really tight at that point in time. But y'all had the same thing, but y'all had this some this mellowness about you as well. I can't, it's hard to explain. Yeah, that probably was Vic's playing. Cause you Vic's know, playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because Vic was the only thing playing chords. And yeah, but you you're know, tight, I mean, your timing yeah, it wasn't well, uh Alan played with y'all that day too, right? Uh, no. It no, wasn't was just three of y'all. It was four of y'all. It was. Yeah. See, I don't even remember that. Then it had you to. Gotta be. Ask, <laughs> you got to ask Ron about that, but I'm pretty sure there was four y'all. It was either. It if was it either was, Alan it had to be Alan or or or, or Kevin uh, Harper. It, it wasn't Harper because I think at that time he still was playing guitar. Okay. So if there was a fourth person, then that had to be Al, and I'm I sure don't sure remember him. Yeah. Cause then Kev came later um and actually was playing horn then. He started out with on guitar with us and then he played horn. And right. when Kev okay. left, uh Alan's younger brother had started playing Vince right, right with us. Because right. when we yeah, played I always with y'all got that 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 uh the way y'all played, I always thought y'all got that from uh, Rich and them. Because y'all well, were y'all were smooth, man. Well, between the two bands, when like Rich and them and, and y'all band, y'all were the biggest influence because, um, you know, being that Rich and them was on the block, we stand outside listening to them. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, coming to y'all like every Saturday and uh, checking y'all out. And sometimes we wouldn't even come in. Sometimes we were just standing outside. Just stand outside. <laughs> mm -hmm. We stand outside, you know, everybody... Anybody that knows that they had a basement window, then you know that was that was next to being inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember Rich, when Rich played the drums, you couldn't stay in that same room anyway. He had to be the loudest playing drums 
ever. Yeah. 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 I spent a many, a many hours at that his window and Richard Current's window. Okay. Richard Currents, he let me in one time to actually, you know, watch him. But I just got accustomed to watching them because right. um like Rich Ruiz, he wasn't hands-on either. I learned from just watching him. Okay. So I would just right. come and sit and watch. So that's the thing. When we came down, I just watched Chris all the time, just watch. Right, right. Um, and then I would watch all of y'all of Cause like I was telling Ron, um, Ron used to teach a, uh, another guy I know, bass. And I said, Tay, I said, his technique, I said, that I know of came from Michael Powell. I said, cause we used to be in the basement and I said, it looked like Mike was just laying his hands on the string. I didn't even know what finger was hitting what note. Cause his technique. <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah, it looked Mike like a spider. Right, it's like a spider walking up and down the neck. I said, I didn't know what note was playing what. And yeah. Ron ended up being the same way. Because Ron told me that story. <laughs> he said, he used to say, oh, Mike used to look so cool playing bass. I got to play like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that story, too. He told me that same story. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, I was trying to learn. I wanted to play just like Mike. And I, man, he was telling me that. And I, I guess it was after the conversation that you and him had. Yeah. And I, I was blown away by what he was saying. Yeah. And because I had no idea. He did because Ron was looking like at us like that. Ron ended up the same way. I used to watch the ice ago. Okay, which note is playing what? Because he he just had that technique, just lay across the string and 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 I was, yeah. I was like, wow. Okay. Those are the days, man. I'm telling you. And um, you know, and I know he's my brother and everything, but uh I was I was always impressed the way, you know, that Ron played, you know, especially when he started picking up that Stanley Clark and the, and the uh, Larry Graham and, and uh, brother Johnson, brother, whatever. Right. But, you know, those techniques, man, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, Love the that, way he played. Yeah. The fusion stuff we definitely picked up from, from Rich. I know that's, he turned me on to that. Right. Um, To that. I didn't know Rich was like listening to it before a lot of people were. And in the band he played in, a lot of them wasn't listening to it yet. So let me let me ask y'all, what do y'all think was one of y'all favorite gigs that y'all did? Favorite gig back then? Oh, man. I remember one in St. Albert. It was just probably because of my favorite, because I met a girl there who was like, <laughs> <laughs> was like gonna be, so, I was like, yeah, this is my favorite gig. A lot of times, I think her name was Pam. I, that was my favorite. And, uh, Damn, been, I think I remember that. Friends. You know, we became very good friends. Um, and, you know, it, it, they were all fun. I mean, the hardest part was we we wasn't famous enough to have rogies. We had to put everything together. We had to take everything apart. Oh, yeah. We, uh, I used to get my father's band. We had to load up the band. And, um, like, Funk Machine, them other groups, you know, they finished playing. They got in their little station wagon. They were gone. They, you know, they, they had people taking their stuff like Right. And I was yeah. like, we need to get some people to take our stuff. <laughs> you know, we weren't quite that big yet. Nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> hey, that's, but uh, that's, that's I, I don't remember too, too. what my favorite gig was. I, I do, you know, I, I know I definitely enjoyed playing. It didn't matter where we played. I was always nervous about it. I right. could feel myself shaking when I got up there. But, you know, once you started playing, they were all favorite gigs, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we get glad to have some place to play and have people watch. Yeah. 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 I always liked the idea of um, of the band. I, I like the idea of the unit. The these guys that you know we were 
in sync, in touch. We we knew what each other were doing without even looking. You know, you could hear it when somebody did something. Um, and and the reason I got out of playing was because you know we lost that somehow. We didn't lose that, but you know, people were changing, people were doing different things and going different places. And I was getting to the age where it was like, you know, hey, you got to decide on what you want to do. I wanted to be a professional musician. I really uh-huh. did. But it was like everybody around me was all doing other things. So, you know, I had a knack for engineering. So I went in, I went to school for engineering and I stopped playing for 30 years, man. 30 years. <laughs> because, so you didn't like you didn't pick up your accent. Nothing like you didn't like, OK, every now would, and then. I would pick it up on occasion on occasion uh-huh. to show my kids, hey, yeah. And I'd be telling them stories too. Right. Yo, know, I used to play in a band. Right, right. I was doing this and I was doing and I tell them about some of the gigs and they're like, Yeah, dad. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Sure. Sure, dad. And I would play songs and I even bought instruments for them. You know, uh-huh. I'd sit there fooling around on the keyboard and try to teach them something. None of them had an interest. I, I here's a cra- little crazy story it's like uh I don't know. One day I just decided, ah, you know what? I'm going to buy an acoustic guitar, sit around, fool around with that. I don't need an amp. I don't need effects. I don't need nothing. Right. I bought the acoustic guitar. Couldn't really remember a whole lot. And um, I was sitting listening to an NDRE song. I can't even remember what song it was. And um, my kids were there and they were heading over to the mall. Well, two of them, I think my two daughters, and um, when they came back, I'm sitting there playing the song and singing it. And they're like, wait a minute. How did you do that? We left here. You you didn't know that song. I come back and you're playing it, right? Right. And I said, that was the way we used to learn songs. You know, we sit and listen to it and, right. and play it. Yeah. So they got impressed with that. <laughs> then I ran into, um, you know, Dwayne Johnson. Of course, you know him. Bass player. Yeah, bass player. Right, right. Well, I ran into him one day at Green Acres Mall, and um, he asked me if I was still playing. And I said, well, I got an acoustic guitar. He said, acoustic? (laughs) 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 So anyway, so that didn't go anywhere. And then um, the uh, the way I actually got back into it is I was was working from home um, on my job, and uh, my calculator just went out on me. So I went over to Target over at Green Acres. I went over to Target to get a uh, uh, a calculator, and I'm going up and down the aisles because I wasn't sure where it was going to be. And I run across this. It was a Starcaster, but a Fender guitar in a box with a little amplifier. It had a case, a set of strings, picks, a tuner. What else was in there? A chord. All in this box, under two hundred bucks. Yeah, I remember those starter kits. Starter kit, right? Yep. So I looked at this thing, and I'm like, "Man, I'm looking for a calculator." I tried to walk away from it, but I couldn't. I, I don't know what it was. I was like, "I came in here for uh, a calculator, and I'm going to buy a guitar." And I picked up this guitar, took it over the counter. Never did buy the calculator. <laughs> took this thing home, plugged it all up, tuned it. I played a couple of chords. I was gone, man. I was <laughs> like. I, I couldn't wait to learn on this thing. And I still have it now. That thing plays great. And, what, what and that was like, that was, uh, what was that? 
I would say that was 15 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're asked, so Mike, when did you stop? Like, when did you was like, okay, this is it? Well, what happened was when I graduated from high school, I went to Van Buren. um, I like playing basketball. And it's kind of hard to mix basketball, sports, and music together. Um, Wayman Tiz, I don't know if you know who he is. He yep. did a great way of doing it. He played, yep. back he played left handed. He never learned how to play right handed. He played left handed. Right. And I went away to college and I went to junior college and I was on a scholarship. So I played basketball. Mm-hmm. So when I left, I couldn't take all my stuff. I had a, a Cougar XR7 and I could only put so much stuff in it. Right. And I was going away and it either came to my box. Or the guitar. So I <laughs> sold my guitar, I sold my amp, and I put all my rest of the stuff in the car and then I went to Ohio. And I wow. went to Columbus State. And I, junior college, I played two years there and I went to Ohio State. Mm. Um, I didn't play basketball there, but I met a lot of great people at Ohio State. Um, right. Who I'm still friends with. Mm. Um, and I just, I, never, I thought about playing Wayman Tizio. You know, he had got, he died early, very early. Right. Mm-hmm. And when he started playing, I said, I should start playing again. But uh, I just didn't want to buy all the equipment again. <laughs> I was still in Ohio, and I was like, nah, I, ain't he said, I, I, I knew I was going to come back. You know, Chris right. would come to me sometime, and he always said, when are you coming back? He said, ain't nothing out here but cornfields, and, <laughs> and that's where Ohio is. I mean, now right. it's a big city. Right. Back then, the tallest building might have been like six stories. Wow. <laughs> there really was not, not much out there, and I appreciate Chris coming to visit me because we'd hang out. We went out there. we drive up to Cleveland. We drive out of Dayton and Cincinnati. We we'd hang out. I really didn't have a lot of friends, you know. Right. I just got there, you know. Yeah. But then I, I just never picked it up again. And I and Glenn, in fact, Glenn talked to me about. I guess it was about five years ago. He said, "Why don't you start playing again?" Right? No, it was now. No, 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 no. It was that barbecue. <laughs> right. I had this barbecue in my backyard, right? And you know. I would um, bring the band out just to play. Right. All we were doing really was playing and eating. Right. And, you know, just having a good time. And so Mike showed up uh, uh, one uh, evening and we were out there. Me, Mike and Chris were standing together. And I'm like, you know, I think uh, Melvin and some other two kids he brought with him was playing some music at the time. And I said, Mike. I said, I know you remember Fence Walk, man. Why don't we get up there and play for old times? He was like, nah, man. Nah, I ain't doing that. I was like, come on, Mike. I couldn't get him up there for nothing. I really wanted to do that, boy. That would have been nostalgic for sure. Wow. Good remind me of Blues Brothers when they got out of jail. So like, <laughs> Let's get the band back together. <laughs> He's like, we can do it. We can do it. I said, okay, <laughs> okay, Blues Brother, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> but I thought yeah. about it a couple of times, but uh, I guess I'm a basketball junkie. Um, uh, I started coaching high school at St. Mary's. Okay. And, you know, Pat Green was there and a couple, a couple of NBA players. And uh, well, I appreciated the fact that, you know, when we did start playing again, and Chris was playing with us for a while until he got sick. But Mike would come out and support, man. Right. He would be in a lot of the gigs and be out there <laughs> applauding us and talking stuff, man. So I really, I really appreciate that, man. I, I really wanted to be honest, I wanted to, but I was just like, I ain't gonna start over again. Who <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> came down to? It. I said, I watch y'all, I support y'all. And whenever they had gigs, I would go. I try to support them. They're my, yeah. they're my boys, my friends. We were like brotherhood, you know. Whatever they did, yeah. Glenn called me, said we're gonna be here, and I'd definitely be there. Whatever I was doing, yep. I had to go check yep, out. Yeah, he party. did. 
They came out and supported. And, you know, and even after Chris got sick and couldn't play anymore, he would come to all the gigs and support us, too. And uh, when I thought he was getting better and I was like, man, you you need to come on back to the band, man. He was like, nah, you guys got too good, man. I can't play with y'all anymore. Wow. (laughs) I remember running into Chris at... um. I know I'm not going to remember the name of the place because it ain't there no more. But we was there to see um, The Time uh, when when 777 was out. Right, Mark. Of course, everybody, right, right. everybody wanted to see the drummer play it. So uh, yeah. I remember running into Chris there, me, him, Lenny White. We was all standing in the back <laughs> just waiting <laughs> to hear the one song. Just <laughs> <laughs> like Kevin? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin's I, been all over playing, I, man. I I do more producing than I than I do playing. Um, okay. I was never one Kim of those Davis? drummers. Did you know bass Kim player? Davis? Bass yeah, player, bass right? Uh huh. Yeah. Because uh, I, I I haven't talked to him in a while. I know he played. And I think he still plays too. Yeah, I see him. I see him on Facebook. Oh, you do? Okay. Kim, yep. Kim you know, I had taught him how to play. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I talked to him, and it's strange because he was telling me I need to start playing. Uh-huh. He he had, he had like about six acres. Bass players. He gave me one uh-huh. and said, I, "He said, go ahead and start playing again." About a month or two later, he came to my house. He said, what, "You playing bass?" I said, "No, I had dust on it." He took it back. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Give me my damn bass." <laughs> I said, "Come on, Kim, on the line. You ain't picked it up in two months. You ain't gonna play." Oh, I think man. I think he moved up state, so that's before he left left Queen because he stayed on 158, 59th Street. Right, and then he moved up. I, don't, I think he's in upstate somewhere, right? Because he retired um, from the police, police force, too. Yeah, he put, retired from the police force. I don't know exactly where he is, because I just see him online. I know he just posted the other day. He had to take the big boy out, so he was taking his uh, upright. Okay. To do something. <laughs> wow. Away. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, he had to come to my house. I used to give him the lessons. Yep. He came out to be better than me. I was like, you know. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike, you influenced a lot of people. Right. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Um, And, and see, this to, for me, this is what my podcast is about, because... You know, people go on and, and and do a lot of things, and you know, and travel and and get a, make a name for themselves. But a lot of times, people don't realize, like, yeah, but you got to go back around where it started, right? Yeah. And yeah. some of those people, like, like that wasn't what they were going to pursue, or they just stopped for whatever reason. But the influence was very important, right? Yeah, right. right. You know, for those of us who decide we that's that's what we wanted to do. So, like, a, a lot of people that you know, I know outside of the neighborhood. You know, everybody like Marcus Miller is international. All you gotta do is say Marcus. Everybody know you're talking about. Right. Oh yeah. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I said, well, I had the privilege of watching him and seeing other cats teach him. Yeah. Yeah. Like the influence was was so heavy. Yeah. In my neighborhood, but again, like, um, Glenn, did you ever play with Michael Williams? Because I remember he played drums. I don't know I, how I, long. You know, Michael Williams was uh, um. No, I never, I never actually played with him. While uh, um, back in those days, right? I mean, when I started this band up um, that I was talking about, that started like 15 years ago, uh, he ended up coming in because he had that drum influence, playing kungas for us, right? You know, and um, I mean, me and Mike were boys. I mean, from back in the day when me, Rich, and Mike ran right. together all the time. And so as I got this band going, I included him in it. So I didn't do it when we were younger, but I did right. do it during the second run of uh, 
of right. the band days with me. Yeah, because I um, ran into him later on. And he was doing a lot of producing. He was doing he rap. He was doing produce. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he writes. Uh, you know, he'll sit there. He's got mm-hmm. um a keyboard. He'll sit there. He writes some music. I used to go to over there and um. Mm-hmm. Lay some stuff down with him, cause I would be like, you know, playing too, whatever it was, and he'd be recording me. They tell me later on, yo, yo, listen to this, yo, yo, listen. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's nice. Who's that? He said, that's you. Right. He's sampling. Mike had the NPC sampling you, then chop it up. Yep, yep. That's what he was doing. But him, I'm cause there was so many guys I remember that play. It seemed like you said everybody was playing, whether they kept playing. Was right, different because right. I remember Ronald Spivey. Yeah, I used to come sometime. He come through Rich's basement, or I, I check him out. And that was yeah, the other thing, man. The block parties. That's when you really got the to see block the block parties. That's right. what I'm saying. Did, so, did me, you go to that block party? I had, uh, I was using, and this mic was there. I remember this. It was mm-hmm. like I was using Vic's amp. And uh, we had this block party. Remember that block party we did, Mike? Where um, it was a. Uh, it was a neighborhood we didn't expect. I think the the uh, it was an all white neighborhood, <laughs> and we were over there trying to play. I, we were playing so. songs like "Long Train Running" and right. stuff. And they were like, "Nah, we want to hear some black music." <laughs> <laughs> and the dude banged on on the amp, and the reverb was on. Yeah, that was, yeah. Like, ah. right, right, right. I was like, "Yo, oh, you man. can't hit this. Don't hit that." Yeah, I think I we played a little that. while. We got out of there. You don't remember <laughs> that one? Yeah, I do remember. I said I remember. Oh, that. Yeah. wow. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah we had thing, some man. times, but, you know, I, I go back to it. I'm not trying to change the subject or anything like that, but doing it the second time around, I had so much more fun. Mm-hmm. We, we posted stuff all over YouTube. We were getting better and better every gig we played. It was like, oh, man, I'm telling you, it's the best thing ever. I'm not going to I'll never stop playing again. I don't think that, you know, who knows? The music down here is a little different. Mm-hmm. Than it is up uh, up in the New York area, but you know what? I'm gonna go into like a guitar center and I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna pick up a guitar, see who I can meet. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I met Steve Williams while when we were going to Francis Lewis. Francis right? Lewis. Yeah, we're in the we're in the cafeteria, and um, and I don't even know how Steve and I got in this conversation, but if you remember Steve back then. Yeah, yeah, the ego boy. Yeah, yeah. And, and we was talking. <laughs> I think they all did. Like, all the brothers huh? did. All them brothers did. Yeah. And Steve said, "Yeah, I play guitar, and I'm good." <laughs> and I went, "Really?" So he said, "Yeah, you want to go? Let's go to the music room." So we went to the music room, got one of them soundproof booths. He wasn't lying. I was right. like, yeah, he could play. Yeah. I was like, he could play. Man, he is good. And Mike tells me he don't play anymore. Really. He said he, he said he stopped playing years ago. Wow. He said his son is really bad. Oh, that's that's the way I I I I didn't see him again after Rich's basement. Man. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I just love that that era. Yeah. Which is why I do this because you know, when Tom Brown did Funky for Jamaica, it's shining a spotlight, but it's it's just so much history. And I'm like, and I'm just talking about like from you know, at the time, New York Boulevard to Rockaway. Yep. Right. You know, from Baisley to, uh, right. to, exactly. to the conduit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right, just that, in that, that, that section. Square block mile, right. Right, yep. just in that section. How many, how many bands, you know, and basically that was that was all my influence right there until I got a certain age and I started going across the park. 
Right. And um, I started playing war on them. So that's when I met Junior Fibos, Bernard Wright, and all of them. Uh, right. And I started venturing out with that. And so that opened up a whole lot. I was like, but yeah, I said, all my influence came from my neighborhood. But yo, man, I want to thank y'all for coming on. Again, I want people to know how important it is when they see people out that it was always somebody that influenced them that you may never hear about. Right. Or never get talked about, man. Y'all were definitely that for, for us. Um, you know, we appreciate the fact that y'all didn't kick us out, <laughs> kick us out to rehearsals. <laughs> <laughs> all you wanted to do was learn, you know, and 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 basically y'all were our teachers, you know, that we had. Right. I mean, y'all in in air, that that was about it. And like I said, we would drift around because there was somebody rehearsing on every block. On yeah. every block. Yeah. Yeah. We just get together and walk and go, okay. It's like, okay, what's today? Let me see who's who's rehearsing. Well, such yeah. and such rehearsing, we probably won't get in there. So let's walk across the park to Dwayne's. Yep. <laughs> yep, I hear you. And so, now, I, hey, man, I appreciate the fact that you're doing this and that you did this and you included yeah. us in it. Right. I had no idea, you know, realistically, you know, some of the stories that you told me that day we were, I was driving back to New York and, right. man, I had no idea, man. I'm like... I was I was totally blown away by what you were saying and by what my own brother was saying. Yeah, you know. Man. So you know, I definitely he, appreciate you doing. Even this. rest in peace to Bieber. Even though we had to sneak his bass out the house, he had a lot to do with <laughs> <laughs> his development. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the days of sneaking that bass out. Oh sneaking man, bass, yeah. Well, he was yep. never going to play it. So yeah, but you know, <laughs> and I, I think he knew that. I thought people used to laugh sometimes. Go, oh, I'm just going to. I know y'all got rehearsal. I'm going to wait a little while. Yeah. And we be sitting yeah. there waiting for him to leave. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I told Ron. Speaking I said, up, didn't have no case, no nothing. I was just ready to say that. I said, base. I told Ron. I said, you remember the day you just walked through the through the block with your accent, man? <laughs> 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 carrying a bass drum in your hand and got a, a couple of other kids to help you with the rest of your stuff. <laughs> Yeah, for the days, man. Those were the days, man. I want to thank y'all. Yeah, thanks for this opportunity, man. Good day, you know. Not a problem. Uh, All right, y'all. This is the end of my episode. Thank y'all for checking out Musician Rewind. Hit y'all up the next time.